Hello, and welcome back to the Health in the 34th podcast. My name is Lacey Kennett, and I'm the Director of Communications for the Alliance for a Healthy Kansas. I hope you have all enjoyed your summer and are getting back into the swing of things this fall. Season two of Health in the 34th is coming soon, but until then, we wanted to bring you a special bonus episode. Last week, Kansas Governor Laura Kelly held a press conference in Winfield where she announced her intention to make expanding Medicaid in Kansas her number one priority this fall, leading up to the 2024 Kansas legislative session. She will be embarking on a statewide tour over the coming months, bringing attention to the issue of expansion. We will have more information on that in future episodes, I'm sure. Accompanying the governor last week in Winfield were several other Kansans who spoke about why CanCare expansion is critical in their lives, too. So we wanted to bring you this bonus episode with the full audio from that press conference. First, we hear from the CEO of William Newton Hospital in Winfield, Brian Barda. He will talk about how critical expansion is for the health of rural hospitals like his. Then we hear from Alex Gottlob, owner of Gottlob Lawn and Landscape. As a small business owner, he talks about how critical expansion is for the health of his business and the employees he works with. Then you'll hear from Wichita native Chandra DiPiazza, who tells the story of her mother, Joanne, who lived in the coverage gap most of her life, but then received a devastating cancer diagnosis. Then you'll hear the full remarks from Governor Kelly. This press event was held outside of the William Newton Hospital in Winfield, so there's some ambient noise, but overall, we think you'll be able to hear each speaker. As always, please visit expandcancare.com to see the latest information on CanCare expansion from the Alliance. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the handle at expandcancare. And we'll be back soon with season two of Health in the 34th. given an opportunity and I jumped at it today to, to speak with all of you because I feel very strongly about Medicaid expansion in the state and the impact that it has on rural hospitals and rural communities like ours. Kansas is one of 10 states that has yet to expand Medicaid and we've definitely fallen behind the rest of the country. Failure by our state's legislature to fund Medicaid expansion has cost Kansas hospitals and communities over $6.5 billion over the last nine years. That funding could have helped to cover the health care services for hundreds of thousands of Kansans and their families. 90% of the funding for Medicaid expansion comes from the federal level. And I don't know about you, but a nine to one return on investment is something that will take every day of the week. The biggest impact for rural hospitals like William Newton 
are the cost of uncompensated care. And annually, the cost of, un of our uncompensated care is roughly $2.5 million. Let me make this abundantly clear though. Even though we are not receiving reimbursement for that care, uncompensated care is not free. It costs all of us. It costs all of us through increased health insurance rates that we all pay to cover the losses for hospitals and other healthcare providers that have to provide care to those individuals without coverage or means of pay. Inaction by Kansas legislature to expand Kansas Medicaid is a direct contributing factor to inflation of healthcare costs that we're facing in our communities. The majority of services that we see for uncompensated care are emergency room visits and emergency surgeries. I believe that a large portion of these visits could be avoided if individuals had proper health care coverage and sought treatment and services from primary care providers instead of having to wait and bear that burden until it was no longer tolerable and presented to our emergency department. William Newton Hospital and the 103 other rural hospitals in Kansas are able to provide those primary care services to our community and those members to make sure that they can seek preventative health care treatment and screenings to avoid that kind of circumstance. The approach of utilizing primary care and preventative service screenings and treatment of chronic conditions is a way that not only tremendously benefits the patients because they're able to monitor and maintain their chronic health conditions through regular visits instead of waiting for catastrophic events, but it helps to engage them and be an active participant in their healthcare coverage. In addition to utilizing primary healthcare services, it helps to reduce the burden on critical access hospitals and rural Kansas hospitals like ours and the emergency departments that they have very stretched and limited resources that they're able to provide. Shifting the care to the primary healthcare model helps to free up those resources in our emergency rooms so those patients that have true emergent needs can be seen in a more timely and efficient manner. Kansas already has a high uninsured rate of 9.2% above the 8.6 national average. And in our area, we're at an even higher rate of 12.9%. It's estimated that 150,000 Kansans would be eligible for benefits under an expanded Medicaid. Over 100 or over 1,000 individuals would be eligible in our area alone. Many of those individuals who would receive coverage under expanded Medicaid are hardworking Kansans that work for small employers who are unable to provide healthcare benefits to their employees or those that make just over the threshold for income under the current system, but not enough to go out and purchase healthcare coverage on the marketplace while still providing for the rest of their family's needs. Surveys show that eight out of 10 Kansas voters want their elected officials to vote to expand Medicaid. And although some have made the topic of Medicaid expansion a partisan and political issue, it's truly an issue that is facing all Kansans right now. In 2017, bipartisan effort had legislation passed both the House, Senate, and the State House and Senate, and fell just slightly shy of the two-thirds majority needed to cover the veto from Governor Brownback. The legislature now has the opportunity in the upcoming session 
to take action and to finally pass the Medicaid expansion supported by Kansans to help address the healthcare inequities and the physical, mental, and economic issues that are facing Kansans today. At this time, I would like to turn it over and introduce Alex Gottlieb, owner of Gottlieb Lawn and Landscape, to share his perspective regarding the importance of having critical health care services in rural communities like ours, as well as the impact of how Medicaid will impact small family-owned businesses. Thank you, Brian. As he mentioned, I'm owner of Gottlob Lawn and Landscape here in Winfield, and I appreciate the invitation to speak today. I first want to share a quote from someone that is far wiser than I am, and that is Winston Churchill. He was once quoted as saying, Health, healthy citizens are the greatest asset any country can have. Healthcare here at William Newton Hospital, our community and beyond, is vital to our success in business, both small and large. The proposed expansion of Medicaid is important to my family and our company so that we can be our best for each other and our customers. As an employer of both full-time and seasonal employees, my wife and I see firsthand the challenges related to healthcare that our employees face. Oftentimes, how it affects their day-to-day -day work at our business. As with any industry, we need employees who are present and healthy. When each individual team member is at their best, the entire team benefits and outcomes become more efficient, enjoyable, safe, and profitable. As we all know, there are many stressors in life. Healthcare and affordable health insurance should not be one of them. Too often, hardworking families are forced to choose between even the most basic health care for themselves and their children versus putting fuel in their car or groceries on their table. I believe that if we can create better health care programs, including the expansion of Medicaid in the state of Kansas, then we can vastly improve the quality of life, not just for those participants of the program, but for all Kansans. We want healthier children. We want healthier families, healthier employees, healthier neighbors, and most of all, healthier communities. Insurance costs are growing more and more out of reach for small companies such as ours every day. Medicaid expansion will not only benefit individuals, but it also has the ability to bridge the gap when small businesses are not able to provide insurance. As healthy Kansans, we can be more efficient Life can be more enjoyable. It can also be more safe, and we can all be more profitable together. So let's move our communities from surviving to thriving by investing in healthcare for Kansans. Again, thank you for your time today, and I just wanna congratulate Brian on the awesome role that he does here at William Newton. We have a fantastic facility, um, and so, uh, Congratulations on the team that you lead and all that you do to, to, to make healthcare in our community possible. And with that being said, I'm going to turn things over next to Chandra to share her story. Hello. My name is Chandra DiPiazza. I'm an English teacher and a writer from Wichita, Kansas. But today I'm not here to tell my own story. I'm here to share the story of my mother and her memory. 
My mother, Joanne, was a single mother who worked long hours in service industry jobs that did not provide health insurance. But she always earned just a little too much to qualify for can care. Because of these factors, she never had full inclusive access to health care. My mother had chronic asthma from childhood, and later in life, she also developed diabetes. And because of her inability to access affordable health insurance or qualify for can care, she, like many other Kansans, would often put off her own health care needs until it was an emergency. It was always a struggle. She tried to receive health care through local, low-cost clinics in the Wichita area, but these appointments were often hard to get and would be booked weeks out in advance. And when her conditions became drier, she would, she would have no choice but to go to the ER to receive treatment. This made my mother's life incredibly hard. When Medicaid expansion was included in the Affordable Care Act, my mother had hope. She thought she would finally be able to be insured and receive health care. But Kansas didn't expand Medicaid and it was a devastating heartbreak to our family. She didn't make enough to qualify for insurance through the ACA, and she, like 150 other Kansans, found herself in what we call now the healthcare gap. In 2016, my mother was having a hard time breathing and went to a local clinic. A few days later, the doctor called and wanted her to have a CT scan because her x-rays were concerning. But since she didn't have health insurance, that would require a lot of calls and hoops to jump through. After waiting weeks for an appointment for the scan a month later, we still had not received the results and my mother was struggling to breathe again, so I rushed her to the ER. It was there that I explained to an intern that we had been waiting for weeks for the CT scans and begged her to have an oncologist look at these and where we got the devastating news that my mother had a rare form of non-Hopkins lymphoma. She was referred to a specialist who told her that with treatment, her outlook was good. But since she had a very aggressive form of cancer that she would need to start chemo as soon as possible. In fact, he wanted her to start the next day. But when he found out that my mother did not have health insurance, she would have to pay $500 a week. We don't need that. $500 a week to make sure that she could start the chemo. And that was money that my family did not have. And it was only because a friend offered to loan us $500 so she could get the first round of chemo was she able to access health care. She started chemo, but it was too late. And she died in the hospital eight days later. She died from a cancer that for most people with health insurance is curable. My mother is not the only person who has had to face these kind of choices in Kansas. I live in Wichita. I grew up in Wichita. It's one of the largest cities in our state. 
there is more than enough access to health care there. This breaks my heart because it means that my fellow Kansans in small places cannot access care. We can do better. It's time to make our state a place that we can be proud. And today, in her memory, I ask you, my fellow Kansans, to please contact your local officials and ask them why this hasn't happened yet. It's time. And now, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. This is so <laughs> crazy to me, you guys. Um, and now I would like to introduce the governor of the great state of Kansas, Laura Kelly. First, I just want to say how sorry I am for you and for all the others in Kansas who have experienced the same thing. I am glad to be here in Winfield this afternoon, though, because nobody, nobody should have to experience what Chandra has experienced. I also do want to thank you, Alex, for addressing how this issue impacts our workforce. You know, every business should recognize, just as you have, that this isn't just a health care issue. It's also an economic issue. And finally, I want to acknowledge Brian. You did a great job on your speech, <laughs> <laughs> And all of his colleagues here at William Newton Hospital. The care you provide to patients here in South Central Kansas is absolutely essential. And I thank you for keeping Winfield and the surrounding communities healthy and thriving. Yeah, I'm here today to announce that this fall, I will be traveling around the state, starting today, to talk about my number one priority when the state legislature reconvenes next year, expanding Medicaid. I'm calling it the Healthy Workers, Healthy Economy Tour. The reason I'm so focused on this issue is because by expanding Medicaid, we can give thousands of working Kansans access to affordable health care. Contrary to what some would have you believe, 140,000 Kansans work but don't have health insurance. Many hold down jobs in restaurants, in child care centers, caring for seniors, or in other industries that don't routinely offer health insurance. We can also reduce health care costs for everyone else in the state. We can protect our rural hospitals that are in danger of closing. We can return Kansas taxpayer dollars to the state. And we can create thousands of jobs. And we can strengthen our ability to hire and retain workers so that we can continue the historic business development and job growth we've experienced in recent years. Now you might be asking, can we really do all of that just by expanding Medicaid? The answer is yes, we can. And I'll tell you exactly how. But first, I want to give you a bit of background. For those of you who don't know, Medicaid is a federal and state health insurance program that covers or helps cover medical costs for people who cannot afford them. Nationwide, Medicaid covers more than 20% of America. 
Americans. But that number varies significantly from state to state as each state administers Medicaid differently. Here in Kansas, the program we use to administer Medicaid is called CanCare, and it currently covers about 480,000 Kansans. Unfortunately, there are more. There are still over 260,000 people in Kansas who do not have health insurance, including 38,000 children. In 2010, the Affordable Care Act gave states the option and backed it up with federal funding to expand Medicaid to any adult with an income at or below 138% of the federal poverty level. In 2023, that means anyone making less than $20,120 a year, just under $10 an hour. Since then, 40 states and Washington, D.C. have expanded Medicaid. 10 states have not, and Kansas is one of those. Under the current law, a single mother of two only qualifies for can care if her annual income is at or below $9,500. That means that if a single mother of two works 30 hours per week at a minimum wage job, she does not qualify for Medicaid as it currently exists in Kansas. Six years ago, our state legislature led by Republicans voted to expand Medicaid by Governor Brownback. Since that veto, because we have not expanded Medicaid, we have left more than $6.5 billion of taxpayer money in Washington, D.C. This is money that hardworking Kansans have already paid towards health care services that are being expanded in other states. We have become a health care desert in middle America. Every state bordering us has expanded Medicaid, including Republican-led states like Missouri, Nebraska, and Oklahoma. We're experiencing an unprecedented worker shortage because healthcare professionals are leaving in droves for higher-paying jobs and better benefits in our neighboring states that have expanded Medicaid. Six rural hospitals have closed, and more are at risk of shutting their doors due to financial constraints and worker shortages. You know, it doesn't have to be this way. Every year I've been governor, including earlier this year, I have introduced a bill to expand Medicaid with support from both sides of the political aisle. And every year it has been rejected by Senate and House leadership. Every year the expansion bill I have introduced has been custom tailored to address concerns we heard from the opponents the previous year. And every year, those who oppose Medicaid expansion find new ways to move the goalposts. It's clear at this point that they are not serious about solving the challenges around health care in our state. But we must get this done. Expanding Medicaid is the most sensible investment we can make in the future of Kansas. First, Medicaid expansion will lower costs for everyone in every corner of the state. Studies have shown that places where Medicaid has not been expanded see outrageous spikes in the cost of private insurance and send more tax dollars to local hospitals instead of giving that money back to the people who paid the taxes. As I mentioned, expanding Medicaid would give thousands more working Kansas access to affordable health services. Remember these services that those people in all Kansans are already paying through their federal tax dollars. 
Those include services and resources to treat people with mental illnesses and substance abuse disorders. Under the current system, individuals experiencing mental health crises or struggling with substance use disorders frequently end up in emergency rooms or jail because there's nowhere else for them to go. This creates enormous challenges and puts a huge strain on our emergency departments, our courts, and our law enforcement. That's not to mention the undue burden on those who have mental illness and who would otherwise benefit from <coughs> treatment or other interventions. Now, these people need health care, not handcuffs. It's also unfair to taxpayers who are left footing the bill. Not only do they have to pay for the high cost of incarceration, they're also on the hook again when untreated individuals wind up back on the streets, often worse off than when they entered the system. Our refusal to expand Medicaid is not saving us money. We are giving up the opportunity to bring tax dollars back to our state. With every additional year we do not expand Medicaid, Kansas forfeits millions of dollars. We need to give Kansas taxpayers access to the health care services they deserve and are already paying for. Expanding Medicaid will bring those dollars back to our communities and reduce costs for every Kansas. And that's not just a guess. We've seen it happen across the country. Other states have found that whatever it costs to expand Medicaid, states make that back by saving money on other services, creating jobs, and boosting the economy. Expanding Medicaid will also keep our hospitals, especially our rural hospitals, open. Nationwide, rural hospitals are six times more likely to close in states that haven't expanded Medicaid as they are in states that have. In Kansas, more than two-thirds of our rural hospitals are at risk of shutting their doors. That's a higher percentage than any other state in America. You know, when rural hospitals close, folks in the surrounding community who rely on them are forced to travel prohibitively long distances just to access basic health services. That's unacceptable. And these hospitals happen to be in the areas that need them most. Studies have found that rural Americans are most likely to die prematurely from heart disease, cancer, lung disease, and stroke. They also have higher rates of diabetes and are at greater risk of fatal car crashes, suicide, and drug overdoses. There's an economic component to this as well. Hospitals in rural communities often serve as economic hubs. Losing them means losing the workers who help those communities and the local businesses within those communities thrive. The retention of even a small hospital or nursing facility in a rural community creates economic ripples that sustain grocery stores, restaurants, and retailers, and provide tax support for public services like schools and parks. Finally, expanding Medicaid will make us more economically competitive. I've said that the North Star of my second term is making Kansas the best place in the country to live and to work and to raise a family. I'm proud that since I've taken office, we have experienced historic levels of new businesses choosing to call Kansas home. We've been able to bring over $17 billion in private investment to Kansas, but I believe that that growth would have been even stronger if we were able to point to a more robust healthcare system to attract businesses and workers. Being able to offer a high quality of life is a crucial part of economic development. If we want to stay competitive and 
continue growing our state's economy, we must demonstrate that taking care of our workforce is a top priority in Kansas. Expanding Medicaid itself will create about 23,000 jobs in Kansas. And if we want to put an end to the healthcare worker shortage I mentioned earlier, we must enact policies that keep those workers here in Kansas rather than drive them away. For business owners, expanding Medicaid is a win-win. Private sector employees, employers in Kansas would save a total of 40 to $80 million per year in health care costs if Medicaid is expanded. And a healthier workforce is a more productive workforce. Expanding Medicaid would mean thousands of people no longer have to forego wellness checks, preventive care, and prescription medications because they can't afford them. Having healthy employees who can consistently show up for work and can reliably perform their job responsibilities is the most basic requirements for any successful business. So it boils down to this, expanding Medicaid and ensuring that every person in Kansas has access to the affordable, high quality health care they deserve is the smartest, sanest way to keep Kansas moving forward. And this is not a partisan issue. A recent statewide survey showed that 78% of Kansans regardless of political affiliation, support Medicaid expansion. And trust me when I tell you that there are many Republican legislators who are just as frustrated as I am that they have failed to get this done. I've heard the argument that Medicaid expansion was never going to pass this year or last year because my colleagues across the aisle did not want to give me a win in an election year. My determination to expand Medicaid has nothing to do with trying to score political points or pull one over on my opponents. I will never be on a ballot again. Expanding Medicaid is not a win for Laura Kelly. It is a win for hospitals, for workers, for our businesses, our families, and our children throughout the state. I refuse to give up on this fight. When the legislature reconvenes in January, I will propose Medicaid expansion the sixth time. I'd like to remind those in the legislature that your colleagues did not elect you. Your constituents did. And I implore you to start taking positions that reflect their wants and their needs, even if those positions are at odds with leadership. And to everyone here today who is not an elected official, please call your legislator and ask them to demand that legislative leadership give them a chance to vote for Medicaid expansion. Make it clear that every legislator standing in the way of expansion is going against the wants and needs of the people they claim to represent. Thank you all for joining me today. I hope we can work together to get Medicaid expanded to achieve a healthier workforce, a healthier economy, and a healthier state. podcast from the Alliance for a Healthy Kansas. We hope you'll take a moment to subscribe and share our podcast with others. Episodes written and produced by Marissa Alcantar and Lacey Kennett. Episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join the movement and get involved. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. For more information on the Alliance for a Healthy Kansas, visit us at expandcancare.com.